Thank you for listening to the Poetic Times Truth with Transparency. Let's give a round of applause for our guests. exposed as I take you on a journey into the heart and mind of a poet. I have loved you with an everlasting love, saith the Lord. This day I have drawn thee unto me with loving kindness. I am God. I see your hurts. I know your fears and life uncertainties. That's why I'm here. I desire to bring you to a place of love, joy, peace, and happiness, a place of rest for your weary soul. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. All right, folks, I want to thank you for tuning in to the Poetic Times podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about healthy food for living. Trusting God always, even when it does not make sense. Once again, trusting God always, even when it does not make sense. We're going to be coming out of the book of Second Chronicles, and that'll be chapter 20. And we're going to be looking at verses 1 through uh, 23. In this particular passage, we're going to be talking about uh, the king, King Jehoshaphat, and the uh, children of Israel, along with the surrounding cities, Jerusalem. And so here we see in verse one, it says, And it came to pass after this also that the children of Moab and the children of Ammon with them after besides the Ammonites came against Jehoshaphat to battle. Then there came some that told Jehoshaphat, saying, There cometh a great multitude against thee from beyond the sea on this side Syria. And behold, they be in Hazan Tamar, which is in Engedia. And Jehoshaphat feared and set himself to seek the Lord and proclaimed a fast throughout all Judah. Verse 4, And Judah gathered themselves together to ask help of the Lord, even out of all the cities of Judah that came to seek the Lord. As one of the surrounding cities was also uh, Jerusalem. But I want to uh, focus on the uh, uh, aforementioned verses, especially with the king uh, proclaiming a fast. But what really stood out to me in this particular passage is that it said that he feared. Uh, so there was a, a, a point of time that a, a spirit of fear came over him but yet he refused to stay in that position of fear he didn't allow the fear to overtake him Uh, fear uh, some would say stands for uh, false evidence that appears real but what really stood out the most is that he proclaimed a fast 
generally when people fast, especially in the old times, they would humble themselves. And during that time, uh, they would uh, give up certain foods and begin to uh, pray and, and seek the face of the Lord. And so we see that here in this particular passage that he proclaimed a fast, not just for himself, but for the children of Israel, those that were in Judah and the surrounding cities. And during this during this fast, they begin to seek the Lord. And, you know, my question is to you. Is that when you find yourself going through a trial or going through trials and tribulations, what do you find yourself doing? Do you find yourself becoming fearful? Uh, you, do you find yourself coming, uh, withdrawing from God? Maybe um, trying to do some things yourself to try to work out whatever circumstances, situations that you may be you know, facing with, or you may start to find yourselves entering into doubt and unbelief. And the most important thing that when you find yourself going through a trial and tribulation is the position that you choose to stand in the midst of the storm. Because that's what's going to help get you through over and out. As we see here with the king, they proclaim a fast. So let's go ahead and go to verse five. And it says, And Jehoshaphat stood in the congregation of Judah and Jerusalem in the house of the Lord before the new court and said, O Lord, God of our fathers, art not thou God in heaven and rules not thou over all the kingdoms? Of the heathens. And in thine hand is there not power and might, so that none is able to withstand thee? Art not thou our God who is drive out the inhabitants of this land before thy people Israel, and gavest it to the seed of Abraham, thy friend, forever? And they dwell therein. And have built thee a sanctuary therein for thy name, saying, If when evil cometh upon us as a sword, judgment, or pestilence, or famine, we stand before this house and in thy presence. For thy name is, is in this house. For thy name is in this house. And cry unto thee in our affliction, then thou wilt hear and help. And cry unto thee in our affliction, then thou would hear and help. I want to stop right there before we go uh, back into uh, and look at verse 10. But one of the things that kind of stood out in that particular uh, passage is we see the king putting God in remembrance of his words, the things that he had spoken to the children of Israel. He reminded God of the promises that God made to his people. What do you find yourself doing or saying when you are facing some type of trial or tribulation? Do you put God 
and remembrance of his word? Or is it something that you just totally ignore and you don't even think about it? That is a, a very interesting stance or position that he took. He said, okay, God, remember when you said this, you were going to do this and that and that. That was just showing me in that particular passage that, hey, God, you know, this is something that we can't do ourselves. And you said if we find ourselves in this particular predicament, then you will be there to help us. <coughs> Excuse me. So, we see that in verse 10, and now, behold, the children of Ammon and Moab and Mount Zir, whom thou wouldst not let Israel invade. Now, it kind of seems like he's a little complaining a little bit, but that's just my take. When they came out of the land of Egypt, but they turned from them and destroyed them not. Behold, I say, how they reward us to come to cast us out of thy possession, which thou hast given us to inherit. There he goes again, reminding God of the things that God has given them. And then he's saying, hey, the very things that you have given us. Our enemies are coming to try to take it from us. And when we had an opportunity to invade them, you wouldn't allow us to do it. Hmm. I wonder why. Well, we'll see here in a little bit. Oh, our God, will thou not judge them? For we have no might against this great company that cometh against us. Neither know we what to do, but our eyes are upon thee and all of Judah stood before the Lord with their little ones, their wives and their children. Wow. That shows you in that particular aforementioned passage, his trust and confidence and God's ability, N not looking or focusing so much on what they didn't have or who they didn't uh, or who they didn't have as far as uh, their uh, soldiers in the army, but looked unto Jehovah Jireh, looked unto the God of their salvation and acknowledged that without him, they could do nothing. What are you doing in the midst of your storm? Are you giving God glory? Are you seeking his face? Are you putting him in remembrance of his word? So we see here in verse 14. Then upon Jehaziel, the son of Zechariah, the son of Benaiah, the son of Jael, the son of Mateva, a Levite of the sons of Asaph, came the spirit of the Lord in the midst of the congregation. 
And he said, Hearken ye all Judah, and you inhabitants of Jerusalem, and thou King Jehoshaphat, thus saith the Lord unto you, Be not afraid, nor dismayed, by reason of this great multitude, for the battle is not yours, but God's. So we see here that after they have proclaimed the fast and they begin to pray and seek the face of the Lord. God answered them and told them. First of all, he comforted them and said, hey, don't be afraid. Don't don't be dismayed by what you see. Of this, you know, great multitude, because this battle this is not your battle. This is going to be my battle. This is this is the Lord's battle. And it's not yours. And so that's important that when we find ourselves faced with different trials and tribulations and circumstances that we may be surrounded with, we must do like the king did and you know, begin to seek the face of the Lord and pray and wait for God to speak. And he'll give you an answer and he'll tell you, as he told the king through his servant, you know, what he needed to do. And God is not a respect of person. You know, he'll do the same for you. So in verse 16, it says, tomorrow go ye down against them. Behold, they come up by the cliff of Zizaz and you shall find them at the end of the brook. Before the wilderness of Jeruel, you shall not need to fight in this battle. Set yourselves, stand ye still, and see the salvation of the Lord with you. So he once again encourages them and comforts them and says, hey, you know, don't worry about this. You know, I've got this all under control. You just do what I tell you to do. And I'll handle everything else. O Judah and Jerusalem, fear not, nor be dismayed. Tomorrow go out against them, for the Lord will be with you. And Jehoshaphat bowed his head with his face to the ground. And all Judah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem fell before the Lord worshiping the Lord and the Levites of the children of the Kohatites and of the children of the Korites stood up to praise the Lord God of Israel with a loud voice on high. So that should be very encouraging to you and gives us an idea or suggest of what we should do when we find that after God speaks to us, that we need to, you know, worship the Lord and, and give him praise because he's about to deliver us out of whatever trial or tribulation or whatever the enemy is throwing against us. Glory be to God. Now, in verse 20, it says, And they rose early in the morning and went forth into the wilderness of Tekoa, and as they went forth, Jehoshaphat stood and said, 
Hear me, O Judah, and you inhabitants of Jerusalem. Believe in the Lord your God, and so shall you be established. Believe his prophets, and so shall you prosper. And when he had consulted with the people, he appointed singers unto the Lord, and that should praise the beauty of holiness. And they went out before the army, and to say, Praise the Lord, for his mercy endureth forever. Believe in the Lord your God, so shall you be established. Believe his prophets, so shall you prosper. I want to encourage you today to believe in the Lord your God. And so shall you be established. Believe his prophets, and so shall you prosper. Regardless of what you're going through, I encourage you. To seek the face of the Lord. And he will give you direction. He will answer you in your time of trouble. And will show you the path that you need to take. And what we see here with the king. This is what separates God from man. But we must not allow but we must allow, I'm sorry, his thoughts, you know, to become our thoughts. And his ways are ways. The only way this will and can happen is through seeking his face and trusting him. Life for you and me will be so much better when we find ourselves doing this. You look and see how he turned out or turned around the situation for the king and the inhabitants of Judah. God the Father not only delivered his children, but also instilled fear on all the kingdoms of the land. And that's in verse 23 through 30. And after the victory, God gave them peace. And I'm here to tell you today that after your storm, you're going to find yourselves being overwhelmed with the peace and presence of the Father. Once again, I want to encourage you to believe in the Lord your God and you shall be established. Believe ye also in his prophets and so shall you prosper. This is healthy food for living, trusting God always, even when it does not make sense. Thank you for tuning in and have a great day.